Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Paul does not long for the good old days. Paul is not fixated on the past. He does not ruminate on what happened last week, last month, or last year. Instead, he looks toward the future, praying that the people at this church in Coloss will be equipped to face the challenges. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, Today's message is going to come from the book of Colossians, the first chapter. I'm going to read the first through the 14th verse. Again, that is Colossians, the first chapter. I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 14. Uh, right after Philippians in the New Testament and right before 1 Thessalonians. Uh, I'm reading the New International Version of God's Word. Let's see what it has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, To God's holy people in Coloss, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all God's people. The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you in the same way the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. 
The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Here we are, God, in front of you again, taking this opportunity to listen and learn from your word. Lord God, I am but your humble servant sitting behind your sacred desk. I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. Allow me to do what you have called me to do and preach the gospel so that people will ask, what must I do to become saved? It is in your son's precious, perfect, powerful name, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that we get to spend together today, I'd like to ask a question. Where are we going from here? Where are we going from here? I, um, I like to leave things better than I found them, whether it was a job, a business, a church, um, some piece of technology I'm working on. I always want to leave it better than I found it for two reasons. First, I like to feel like I've accomplished something, you know? I like to feel like I, I've done something with my time. Um, second, because I spend time thinking about the future. Uh, whenever I buy something, I want to ensure that I won't have to make an additional purchase immediately. Uh, if I grow or if something changes, I want to be able to make sure whatever I bought is able to adapt to that change. Uh, for example, uh, at my current church, uh, when we were upgrading the audio-visual system after uh, Hurricane Harvey flooded us, I made sure to purchase a mixer that we could grow into. Even though we were only using about six or seven inputs at the time, I bought a 32 input mixer. Uh, so when we grew to 20 inputs, we still had room to grow. Our camera system, uh, although we only have three cameras uh, connected to the system, uh, I purchased a camera switcher system that can hold up to eight cameras at the same time because I was thinking about expansion. I was thinking about the future. And I try to take that approach of thinking about the future in everything I'm involved in. I just don't want to plan for what I need now. I plan for what I need in the future. We all make plans. Even if we assume nothing will change going forward, that's still planning for the future. It may not be the best plan, uh, but if you assume what's going on is going to continue to go on, that is your plan for the future. And we all make plans for the future, whether we want to actively do something about it or not. And when Paul wrote this letter 
to the church, uh, those Colossians, uh, he was making a plan for the future. Uh, the book of Colossians is a relatively short letter. Uh, you can read it on your own in one sitting. Uh, but it's one of those letters that is attributed to Paul that was written to churches. Uh, some scholars uh, believe that based on the first verse where it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, uh, they believe that maybe there was some combination. Uh, maybe Paul dictated the letter and, and Timothy wrote it, or maybe they both came together to write it at the same time. But they all, they all think that Paul and Timothy, well, not all, but a lot of them think that Paul and Timothy wrote this letter together. Um, Paul was writing his letter to this church. This was not a church he founded. It was not a church he started. Uh, the text says that Epaphras did. He put this church in Colossus, uh, which is modern-day Turkey right now. Uh, but Paul had a close connection with the church, which is why he wrote the letter to them. Paul is an apostle. Uh, meaning someone who's sent out by God, and he's writing to the saints, meaning someone who is set apart for holiness. Paul wants to tell the Colossians how they are supposed to operate as a church and how they are individually supposed to operate as a believer in Christ Jesus. And Paul is thankful for the people. And he prays for them regularly. The reason or one of the reasons that he's writing uh, them at this time is because there are some competing teachings going on. There are some people spreading uh, false information, false teaching to the people around this area. He, these people who are spreading this false teaching are telling the people that are believers you missed the resurrection. Uh, everybody that was going to be raised from the dead has already been raised and you missed it. So there's no reason for you to maintain this, this belief in Christ Jesus. Well, Paul is here to correct that. And so he, pray, he lets them know, I'm praying for you, and here's some things that you ought to know about it. First off, he, 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 the, the apostle in his prayer, he asked that they be filled with the knowledge of God's will. And that they leave lie, lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pre pleasing him as they bear fruit in every good work. He prays for them to have knowledge and wisdom. He prays for them to have good work. He prays for them to have knowledge and wisdom. And he prays, prays for them to have good work. You see, we have to be able to have a prayer life if we want to be a successful Christian. And not only do we have to have a prayer life, we have to be able to pray for more things than just asking God to fix stuff. Amen. We need to be able to pray, to have a form of prayer as a form of thanksgiving. Uh, sometimes we need to be able to pray just to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. 
We've got to be willing to do more than just bring our petitions to God. God is not a vending machine that we put our money in push a couple buttons and get what we want out. God is not a buffet table where we can walk up and down the line and pick out the things that we want. Paul is praying for knowledge and wisdom. He didn't pray for the destruction of the people uh, uh, to, that were giving false teaching because there are still people around with false teaching. Amen. But he prayed that they would have the knowledge and wisdom to be able to keep on doing what they need to do as believers in this church, despite of what the detractors are doing all around them. Uh -huh. Paul does not long for the good old days. Paul is not fixated on the past. He does not ruminate on what happened last week, last month, or last year. Instead, he looks toward the future, praying that the people at this church in Coloss will be equipped to face the challenges. He wants them to be continued to be filled with the knowledge of God's will and that they lead lives worthy of the Lord. Don't take the problems away, God. Make me strong enough to be able to handle the problems. He is creating a ministry for the future because if you just make the problem go away, what happens when the problem comes back? You're no better in solving the problem. He's creating a, 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 a ministry for the future based on the conviction that decisions made today have an eye for a need for the problems and the needs tomorrow. Uh, he wants to invoke uh, the, the theological virtues of faith, which initiates and, and sustains uh, the, the relationship with Christ and love, which guides the ordinary life of the congregation and hope, which directs them to their ultimate end in Christ. Faith, hope, and love. Uh, faith, uh, you know, uh, faith it goes uh, fails sometimes, and 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 so does hope, especially when whatever we were having faith in or hope for comes to pass. I was having faith that I was going to get out this situation. I was hoping I was going to get out this situation. Uh, and once I got out the situation, there's no need to have the faith or the hope anymore. But the love connected to Christ never fails. Uh, so I wonder, why is it that so many Christians would be reluctant to pray when that's the first thing Paul opens up the book of Colossians with? Uh, for some, uh, the reluctance results in people who use prayer to portray themselves as holier than thou. Uh, you know, Jesus warned against the hypocrites that prayed publicly to bring attention to themselves. And others may fear that their spiritual practices uh, impose upon friends and family members who may not believe as they do. And some view prayer as some quaint and outdated display of personal piety and that the more mature questions rather have outgrown it. But no, no, no. 
If we are going to be concerned about the future, we are going to have to pray. No matter what is going on with us right now, we are going to have to pray. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17 that we are to pray without ceasing. And in Philippians 4, 6 and 7, it says to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. So he prays for them to be better Christians. He prays for them to have knowledge and wisdom in the situation. He doesn't just pray for everything to just magically go away. He lets them know that he's praying for them because holy people are missional people. Holy people are missional people. There's been this thing where, you know, people act like if you're going to be in the church, you can only be one of the other. But Paul says you need to be both. There are people who want to be holy saints and come to church and, and, and be moved by the spirit and, 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 and enjoy the service and then go out and not do anything else. There are some that all they care about is being in the community, but not care about the relationship with the people of God. Paul prays for the people to be filled with the knowledge of God's will, and he's not just calling for philosophical knowledge, but practical knowledge. Uh, New Testament scholar Andrew Lincoln says that Paul prays that they may be filled with the uh, knowledge of God's will, not practical, not philosophical, but knowledge that's practical. And this wisdom is to uh, the ability to choose the right conduct. And at the same time, we're challenged where it says in verse 10 to bear fruit in every good work. That means following Paul's guidance to the Colossians and showing one another compa uh, compassion and kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. It means bearing with one another and forgiving one another and most of all, practicing love. You, 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 you can't do this thing called Christianity outside of community. This is not an individual sport. This is community. And Paul is saying to us, he doesn't want us to talk the talk. We've got to walk the walk. That means you've got to honor your commitments and you've got to care for your children and, and care for your family and care for the wider community and see or try to see God's image in people with a different point of view and work together for the common good. So when we think about these things and we ask ourselves, where are we going from here? We have to look at our ministry as a ministry that will make a better future. A ministry that is grounded in the right conduct and a ministry that is grounded in wisdom with an ethical dimension. So where are we going from here? We need to make decisions as a body of believers for the future, not just for this Sunday, but for years 
to come, even if we don't think we will be around during that time. And I'm not just saying that maybe in 10 years you may think you'll be have gone on to glory. Maybe in 10 years you're not in the same community that you were in. But we have to make decisions based on the future, not just what makes us comfortable and happy right now. And we have to make the decisions as a church community, as a body of believers for the future because Christ made those decisions for us. Uh, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God in the beginning. But the word became flesh and dwelled among us. Jesus went to Calvary for people generations upon generations not being born yet. He made his decisions for the future, not just the present. And it is through that that it says that we are redeemed and have our sins forgiven. So we need to be willing to plant trees that we may not sit under the shade of. We need to be willing to do things and think about who comes behind us, not just what makes us comfortable and content. Jesus was willing to sacrifice himself for the future. And we, as we call ourselves Christians, have to be willing to be uncomfortable, be willing to put up some sort of sacrifice on our own so that the future can be that much better. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for this opportunity once again to gather in your name and hear your word. Lord God, we ask that your word speak to us. That your Holy Spirit touch our hearts and affect those who need to be affected. That this word for those who heard it live and those who may hear it later will ask and it, and it touch them. And if they don't know Christ and the pardoning of their sins, they ask, what must I do to become saved? Lord God, let this word be a seed that is planted in good soil and produces a great harvest. 30, 60, 100 fold. It is in your son's precious, perfect, powerful name, the name above all names, the name of the one who can do anything but fail, Jesus the Christ, we submit this prayer. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simpson Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching and God bless.